Hey, everybody, this is Diana Stimkowski of the Sales and Marketing for Massage Therapists podcast. I am a life and business coach for massage therapists. And today I'm going to be talking about sales and selling and simplifying that process for us. And I have a five-step process, which I think about when I start to question my ability to sell what I offer to my clients. And I, we have to clean a lot of that up because a lot of us have, I remember this very vividly for myself that I just felt dirty. I felt icky. I felt like I was pushy. I felt like I was really just trying to take people's money from them without offering them something in return. When I talked about what I did, it felt very uncomfortable for me. And of course, that's going to translate to, you know, the, the recipient of this particular offer would be like, oh, hell no, I'm, I'm staying away from this person. I'm getting all sorts of mixed messages from this person about what they do and do they even want me to be their client? So that's some of the, the, the stuff that business people, if you're, if you don't have the background in it, you don't have the education that you have to clean up. And even people with the education and the experience have to clean some of this up because we're operating un, unbeknownst to us on beliefs about sales and our ability to do that. You know, they could be on the back burner in our mind, but we're, we're making decisions from that unconscious place. So just about everybody can benefit from simplifying their sales process, rethinking it, reframing it, reimagining it. And it starts really with defining selling for yourself. So I look at selling as educating my clients about the benefits of massage and the type of massage, or in my case right now, coaching, what my, my ability as a coach and massage therapist can offer them, can get them the results that they're looking for. Because at, at the heart of this, we are, I remember when in, in my training as a massage therapist, we sort of veered away. This is my understanding and my interpretation of it over the years that we don't offer specific things to people as a massage therapist, because it is such a subjective experience for our clients. And, but there are things that, you know, we, my impression, I could be very wrong. There are other people with different thoughts, but I always got the impression that we could not promise specific types of results for our massage clients, that it was almost, you know, there was no proof available that massage did all the things that we wanted to say it did. And I recognize that now is just a very, um, it was a very industry wide kind of belief about massage. It's just, it's not a, a real vocation. It's not a real job. It doesn't have tangible results for our clients. We can't promise that because we don't want to come across as you know, fraudulent promising something that we don't deliver. It's, you know, you know, we, each of us as massage therapists, or in my case, as a coach, I have to own my own belief and the benefits and the impact of what I offer period. I know I can help my massage clients. I know I can help my coaching clients. I have specific tools and experiences and insight into helping my clients, period. I know this. I believe it 100%. I, for a long time, did not. But now that I I've just own it, it's this is what I believe. This is valuable. And it doesn't have to be scientifically measured to be valuable. It's a lot of this perhaps is anecdotal. Who cares? 
It is helping people, period. And so I think that's, you know, maybe my own uh, twisted interpretation of things that that I experienced along in my massage therapy career before I decided to get be a coach. Could be. So I look at selling also as offering help. And I think in the most simplistic terms, when I think of selling that way, it just takes the pressure off. It's a cleaner place that I'm offering help from. I look at that as, you know, I, I don't have to have the icky sort of greasy, weird feeling I used to have when I talked about what I did to people who I wanted to you know, let people know that I could help them. So you see how we, our brains can just completely complicate things very easily because of our old beliefs and our, you know, have we take, taken time to clean those up? I think it's really necessary as business people to clean that up before we decide, make decisions about who we are as salespeople and how effective we would be as such. So I think it's, it boils down to in, in terms of sales or anything really is what do I want to focus on? What is the result I want to create from make, having a conversation with somebody about what I do? And for me, it's, it starts at a real general way. I want to offer help. I know I can help them. And I say, yes, I'm a life coach or, you know, our cases, I'm a massage therapist. This is the type of work I do. I heard you talk about this and I would love to help you. I think I can help you. And having the confidence and the compassion and the high level of service to say those words to somebody else, because that's really what it, that offer is, is in service to our potential client. I think it's a really higher level thinking when it comes to sales. And I like that higher level. It feels better to me. It feels like, yes, selling has a purpose. It's going to give me this result that this client, this person becomes my client, as well as the result for my client that I helped them. I gave them a specific result. So I look at it as you know, truly, here's one of my steps. Understanding your desire and ability to help your clients. And I would tack onto this, the belief that what you are offering is valuable and has an impact. Number two, enhance your awareness of what your prospective clients think their issues, problems are, and what you think they are. Because sometimes I'm sure you've experienced this before. A client comes in and they're complaining of, of, uh, shoulder issues, maybe lower back issues. And then you're like finding all kinds of other stuff all over the place that seem to be more urgent, but that's in their, their mind, the client's mind, they're feeling, um, what they're experiencing more acutely in those areas. So of course, yes, we want to honor that, but we also want to be global in our intention, perhaps where it is, it ain't was one of those things that I learned in massage therapy school. We can't make assumptions just because one area is screaming the loudest doesn't mean we have to focus all our attention there, even though that that's what maybe the client really wants. That's where we educate. That's where we explain that, you know, where it is, it ain't. And to experiment with that. So, you know, obviously there might be two different things like the client is saying this and we are hearing them explain and we're seeing in their body's posture what's really going on. And so we have what we're seeing and what they're feeling, maybe two different things. 
but we have to understand both. Then we have to honor both. And so number three is know what your solutions are for them. And also believe that your solutions will help them. Believe that what you're offering is helpful. And this goes, it goes deeper into the, the high level belief of, of what you do, how you do it, why you do it, bringing all that value, all that experience to the table when you're working with your client. There's a high level of belief in all these things. And that's something that I work with on my, with my clients is believing on purpose without having the evidence first. That is a lot of the work I do on myself and with my clients. It is, it sounds kind of trippy, mind trippy, like what? Yes, but that's another topic for another day. But a high level of belief in all of that is going to enhance our ability to offer, to help people. Number four, I think. Truly recognize the impact of those solutions for your clients. So I talk about impact a lot and impact could be experience for the client there. They feel better. They feel more relaxed. They don't feel as achy. They don't feel as tired. They don't feel as tight or tense. Those are sort of bodily experiences they're having. Our job as massage therapists is to bring that impact out you know, to, to take those physical sensations and awareness into the rest of their lives. Because if, if our clients are feeling better, most of the time, they're in less pain. Most of the time, this changes how they live their lives. It changes how they see themselves. They, it changes how they see their future. And you can't put money on that. So what we do, as I have said often, is magical. When we put our hands on somebody, alchemical, uh, mystical things can happen, as well as the physiological, as well as the psychological, emotional, and karmic, psychic. We affect all of those planes of existence, in my opinion. That's powerful. We are helpers for a reason. It's not just one-dimensional work we do. It is multi-dimensional work we do. And so you, you can go down a rabbit hole with that, like, oh, or, you know, you're um, helping the, the person's, your client's DNA. <laughs> so from a hereditary level, are we helping generational trauma with our clients through our touch? Is that our intention? For some, no, but for some, that's a specific goal. I think that's really high level work. And I think it's incredibly valuable and incredibly necessary to offer it to the world because we all need it. Generational trauma is no joke. And it is in our bones. It's in the sinew. It's in our DNA. And massage therapy, the gift of touch, of intuition, and energetic work helps people to that level. I believe that. So 
you think of like all the impacts, like I just said, this could expand multiple dimensions. It could affect lifetimes if you believe in that. So I look at massage as just, it is a conduit for all these different levels. It is truly, can be truly life-changing, transformational to our clients. I take that big a picture. I take that big a stance because I, I believe that is true. Does, you know, that, that client who bought a, uh, Groupon or a gift certificate from you is thinking along those terms. Probably not maybe, but I always looked at it that way. I am impacting their life, perhaps, uh, future generations by me working on them. It humbles me, keeps me grounded when I put my hands on somebody. So it's truly, okay. So the next one, the number five is believe in the tools you already have. And that is all the classes. It's the value I talk about. I define value as all your experiences, books, movies, conversations, classes, webinars, um, documentaries, posts, whatever, all these things excuse me, have added to your value that you already had, but you, we can expand our value as we live. And all those tools we learned on purpose, maybe accidentally from our, you know, whether it was a massage therapy, continuing ed class, or from some video on YouTube, we have many, many tools, whether they are emotional mind management tools, or uh, specific um, structural integration tools, whatever, they're tools. We believe in them. We, we chose to learn them so we could offer it to our clients. And so those are the tools we already have. Let's remember them, let's not dismiss them and incorporate perhaps more of them. And we look at them differently. Maybe I haven't brought out this particular tool out of my toolbox in a couple of years. I find that, you know, I got tired of doing it and, you know, and you got bored maybe. And then you're like, wow, I can pull it out of my toolbox two years later. And it's, it's, it, it speaks to me in a different way. Can't wait to use it on my clients. Can't wait to incorporate it into their sessions. So again, a high level of belief in what we already have. And instead compared to wanting more and more to soothe our inadequacies, I don't know enough. I'm not doing enough for my clients. This doesn't feel right to me. So there are things we already have that if we, you know, we pull them out and, you know, appreciate them, feel gratitude for them rather than focusing on what we don't think we have. This is, you know, why not do that? There's no downside to that. We get focused on what we don't have because that's how our human brain works. Well, that doesn't seem to be working. Is that really true? Are we, are our techniques and perspectives uh, stale? Do Do I change them up? Maybe you need to. But recognize, you know, you might have to look at them differently. You might have to take a big old step away from them for a while in order to appreciate them again. 
Maybe you want to explore different things that are completely opposite of what you've been trained to do and have, have felt called to do all along. It's all okay. Allow yourself to feel and experience all of that. Nothing's gone wrong. But recognize the tools, we pull tools out when we feel that we need them. Our toolboxes are full. They're chock full of useful information that we don't have to bring into every session. We don't have to bring into every, um, with every client. It's just, we know there's, there's comfort and confidence knowing that it's there. So it's like, I think taking these steps really, um, I'll number them again. One is understand your desire and ability to help your clients also believe that you can help them. Number two is enhance your awareness of what your prospective clients think is their problems, issues, and what you think they are. So understanding both to a very deep level. Number three is know what your solutions are for them and the belief that those solutions will help your clients get the result that they want. That, that your solutions are valuable. And number four, truly recognize the impact of those solutions for your clients. The impact can be their own bodily experience, the lack of, of tension, pain, uh, moving easier, but it could also be affecting their life in much bigger ways. They're being more social. They're not as depressed. They're not as worried. They're feeling more connected to their body. Therefore, they're taking better care of themselves. Our clients look for, you know, we're giving them perhaps permission to look at their bodies in a different way with much more compassion, much less resistance to what their present physical experience is. That is the impact of the work. And yes, it can go deeper than that, like I said. And finally, believe in the tools you already have. Because why would we dismiss them? Everything, you know, I, I, I try to integrate all kinds of things just from my own experiences that I, I, I can cherry pick. I can pick this, this particular skill from this type of modality. I'm going to pick this uh, you know, tool of awareness from this over here. I don't have to use all of it all the time. I can pick and choose what tools need to work for which clients. I like that. I think that's, uh, the, the beauty of having spent many years uh, educating myself, living different experiences as, as a massage therapist, having different clients. I think it's one of the huge benefits and gifts we give ourselves <laughs> with experience of years. So I think um, really what, what happens with sales that I think people forget is really, truly understanding where our clients are really understanding to the level that maybe we can explain their existence, what they're feeling in their body much clearer than they can, because that allows them to say, to think, wow, this, this massage therapist really sees me. This massage therapist really is listening and can help me. I can trust them. I can, I can allow them to help me 
like I haven't allowed perhaps other service providers to do. I think these are all vital to your sales experience, this deeper level of understanding. Because if you have this deeper level of understanding and compassion, you won't sound salesy. You won't sound kind of, you know, greedy. Um, and you will know you will be offering something tremendous in exchange for the money they pay you and the time they invested with you. So it becomes like I'm, I'm in service to my clients. And by that, I mean, I want to help them at such a deep level. I want to understand them. I want to see where their issues are. I want to fully explore what I can offer them. How are my solutions valuable? What my, the solutions that are tangible and intangible? What is the whole experience I want my clients to have when they work with me? And this is, you know, this is layers of this, I, but I think it's really necessary if you want to, to deliver a sales experience that feels good to you both, that feels perhaps cathartic, that feels tremendously supportive and compassionate and is based upon a consensual experience. Like I'm inviting you into my world. I'm not going to beat you over the head and expect you to become my client. I'm not going to pressure you. I'm not going to do any of that. I'm inviting you into my world. I'm inviting you for the to the opportunity to help you in ways you probably have not anticipated before. And you want that consent. I think that's really important in a lot of pretty much any relationship that people feel that they were seen, they were held as important, they were held as um, beautiful human beings with love compassion. And that's what people respond to. So you pin these steps down because the, all of this is fodder for emails, podcast episodes, uh, webinars, um, posts, classes. All of this is going to this, uh, investigation of your client to this deep level is going to offer you an endless supply of content. And so you will, that understanding, you're taking the time to understand your clients and what they truly want and what you can deliver to them makes the sales process easier, not only for you, but for them. They're going to respond to you differently when you do this work at a deep level. And really I can walk you through this process. Because I'm relearning how to, you know, I relearn sales on a regular basis because I keep changing. I keep evolving. There are things coming up for every person who's been coached, myself included, like, oh, that's a nasty old thought that I thought I dealt with in regard to food. And now it's showing up in terms of my business. And that's often what happens. And I notice that I... The more I learn about sales, the more I put myself out there that I am changing. I'm becoming more at ease with the process. It's not a pressurized situation for anybody. I think I'm approaching how I talk to people in a very different way. It's full of love and opportunity and an invitation. That's what selling is, a heartfelt invitation. 
So I can walk you through this process with these steps. Are they, you know, we want to, like I said in the beginning, we want to look at our, the results that we want to create. In our case with sales, we want perhaps more clients or more money. We want to attract a specific type of client. And that's what we need to keep our eye on. We want to make it simple for ourselves so we're getting the, the results that we want and that we can keep track of what we've tried and what maybe has not been working and maybe branching out to things that are a little challenging that we've kind of thought to try but have been terrified of doing so. Let's like, oh, well, maybe that's not so bad. Maybe it's not as uncomfortable or as nerve wracking as I think it will be. I want to try it because I want to, I am focused on that result of that new client and that, or that money, whatever it is. I, I look at it as, I look at it in terms of clients. I think if you're starting out and, you know, if you're a solo practitioner, it's really helpful to look at just the next client rather than this, you know, 50, 100, 200 people you're hoping to attract. Start with that first client first. Talk to them, understand them, listen to them, and create a lot of value for them. Offer it to them very specifically. Because once you get that first client, you can you know how to get more. So it really helps me to just think of, and it might help you, just think of one client at a time. And so... For me, that just changes my whole, when I talk to people, I'm focusing on that one person. I'm not focusing on these nameless, faceless people on social media or in a networking event. I'm focusing on the person in front of me. And that just calms me the hell down. So I can help you with that. If this is a the sales process that you may, may be thinking of going through or in the process of going through now or something that you want to change, I can help you. I think this is, you know, it, yes, it affects your business, how good at sales you are, how effective you are at helping people and um, really educating them perhaps, but it's also effective in your personal life when you're being persuasive or you're wanting to invite people into your uh, you know, something going on in your family. And it's just, you know, we can come and offer people like this opportunity, please come to this party or please come to this event. And it it's a skill that is just not for business. I'm a lot more persuasive than I ever have been because I can put myself into my audience's mind. I think that's pretty cool. So you can learn that too. Thank you so much for listening. And I will see you next time.